Hello, welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Coach Yema. I help LGBTQ plus people who do identify as Christian to make peace with their faith and their sexuality through my group coaching program called Confidently Queer. And I want to let y'all know today I am struggling. So last night, hello, podcast listeners. How are you? Are you listening in the bedroom, in the car? at work, honey, with your earphones in. Um, today, what we're gonna be talking about, I'm gonna be sharing with you all four reasons why you're probably still struggling with that sticky doubt, um, still wondering really, and not being really sure that God's really affirming of you. And today, um, I am struggling, as I was saying earlier, because last night, my upstairs neighbor has the furniture thing again from the last episode like dragging the furniture do you see how my eyes look like child i'm tired and so it woke me up at like two in the morning and i didn't get back to sleep till like six in the morning and then they woke me up in my morning nap at 10 and i am tired and so wednesdays are usually my busiest days and so like really the wrong day for me not to be able to sleep the night before. So what I did this morning when I got, right before I walked Molly, my dog, I went upstairs to um, let them know, like I'm gonna need y'all to like lift up the chair and move it and not be dragging it across the floor, please. They did not answer. And so what happened was I knocked the door next to them not knowing which one had the the balcony that's right over my window right over my um bedroom and living room here and um my other neighbor that looks now i'm only whispering that because this neighbor had asked me like what's your podcast and so if you know, said neighbor goes to listen. I don't want to put myself in those situations that I cannot handle. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that has been my day and my morning. And I do want to hop on here because I want to share these four things with you um, because I shared a post. And then did you see how early I shared that post today at six in the morning, child? Y'all know I ain't never up no six o'clock in the morning, but I was up from the night before, hadn't slept at all, okay? So it hopped in my spirit, okay, I feel like it was a download from God about um, why really some of you are struggling with getting to that place of where you are 100% confident, right? And the struggle isn't that you have zero confidence that God affirms you. The struggle really is that you're 80% certain that God is affirming of you and that 20% you've gotten comfortable with. Like you've gotten comfortable with that underlying level of anxiety, that underlying like right under the surface level of stress, right under the surface level of really not ever being able to live your truth, but really not, not really ready and willing to do the work because it just feels like it's manageable because I can never, you, you're thinking in your mind, I can never be 100% confident about anything, right? So why would I accept to be 100%, like I really can't be 100% confident that God is affirming of me, right? 
here's where that is wrong because number one, and if you read the post, you know what I'm talking about already, you were 100% confident that being gay, being homosexual was gonna send you to hell. You have experienced 100% confident in your journey toward affirming yourself right before you got to the questioning part of it, you were pretty dang sure that if you were to get to the pearly gates and meet Jesus on the other side of this life, that you would have a first class ticket on the way down under because you had been fully persuaded by the church, right? That you were going to end up in hell. You have been 100% confident before, okay? So it's not a strange thing to consider that you can be 100% confident that God actually does affirm you. But we just get comfortable with pain. It's like this, um, our nervous system is so jacked up all the time. Like we think it's okay to have this very like low hello candy shop, this low level of anxiety, of stress. We were comfortable living with stress, right? And we don't know all of the levels of the ways that stress actually affects us because it's become normal. It's like, you know, if you have like a, like a pain in your hip or in your knee or something and you just never go to see the doctor and you're just kind of like comfortable with it being there, like, cause you're like, oh, that's like normal. Like it's normal for my foot to hurt when I do this or for my back to hurt when this happens or it's normal, hello, Kato or it's normal for me to continue, um, like you just, you start to deal, hello Ariana, you start to deal and normalize your pain, okay? So it's the same way that we normalize our pain and our stress when it comes to uh, not being 100% sure if God really is okay with us because we think it's normal not to be 100% okay. But like I said earlier, you were 100% sure before that you were on your way to hell, right? So the opposite of that is equally true, that you can be 100% sure that you're not going to hell. And so I was asking God, like, what's really in that gap? Like, what's in the, what's the thing that's keeping us from getting, like, the, the final way? Because that's why I'm here, right? That's the work that I do, Confidently Queer, I'm not about to, like, I will, okay? Uh, but we don't, we're not doing breaking down the clobber passages here. Like, you can Google search that. You can buy books to handle that, okay? The side A and side B, you can Google your life out of that. You can podcast your way through all of that, okay? That is what gets you to the 80%, okay? Because you get the information, but now there's no transformation. Your life hasn't really changed. All we've really done, and I've been there, Child been there, done that, got the t-shirt, okay? Got a postcard and everything, all right? We get to the 80%, we've done all this work, and it's just like, okay, like I can, if the thoughts come up, I know how to analytically explain them away. If someone comes at me, I know how to regurgitate what I've heard, and hopefully that's enough, but then you go home, or you're in your relationship, and your girlfriend, or your partner, or your boyfriend, is asking you to take it to the next level and you're like, mm, I don't know, like, I know God loves me. Like, I know, hey, Reese Pieces, I know God loves me. I know God accepts 
accepts me, but is God really about to bless a whole marriage? Like now, pump your brakes, okay? Hold on there, partner. Let me figure some things out first, right? That's usually when people call me because you've mentally ascended to the idea that God loves and affirms you. Like you're cool, like it's okay. Like God is love. God can like not love me. Like God created me. Like God accepts me. Like I can I can Sunday school my way through that. Like that's easy, right? But when someone says, I wanna marry you, and now you gotta you gotta go all the way in, okay? Or like we we can move in together. I mean, cause it's interesting, right? I'll tell you a little bit of my story, honey. So it was easy for me, right? Hello, Rita. It was easy for me to be like, okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, what year was this? 2016, 2017. I came out when I was 19, so that was like child, I don't know, 20, 2005, 2006, something like that, 2009, girl, I don't know, something around that area, okay, I really gotta get better doing my math, I'm gonna turn to 37 next month, okay, so do the math yourself, so 2016, 2017, gone through Bible college, okay, got, you know what I mean, got the master's in biblical studies, like, real sure that um, I know who God is, right, and it was also around that time that I fell in love with this woman. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. So I speak in tongues. I've healed people. I prophesy over people. The spirit of God is working in me and through me. Um, how come spirit of God hasn't delivered me from this homosexuality? Like, what are we doing over here, sir? Okay. And what I did, because I was resting on the fact and the truth, because this is true, that God loves and accepts me, what I said was, I'm just going to go ahead and live my life, and God's going to catch me on the back end. <laughs> so that's what we do. Like, God, God has grace, and so we are able in that understanding of grace to allow relationships to unfold in a way that... I know y'all heard that. And when I say unfold, thank you for the background, okay? For the uh, the sound effects. That's exactly how it folds because it falls apart, okay? But we allow it to unfold in a way that's like, I can go ahead and be with a woman. I can go on dates, right? There's nothing, I'm not doing too much. You may even go to like, it's kissing and it feels good. Right, you may do a little sexuality play and things like the different sex acts. And it's okay because you're still really resting on God is love, God is accepting of me, God is forgiving, God is merciful. Like if anything really happens, I could really go ahead and, and pray about this and go ahead and tap into that forgiveness. Right, okay, been there, done. I told y'all I've been there, done that, okay? But then I fell in love with another woman, child, <laughs> and was ready to get married. And then the questions really started coming up and I really had to stop and seriously look at where my beliefs were. Hello, Kara. 
um, where my beliefs really were when it came to what was where was God really in this whole affirming thing? Was God really non-affirming? Was God affirming? Is the the biblical marriage something that I am not um, I'm not including in because I fall in love with a woman? Because it was okay that I could tap into the forgiveness of God when I was dating and kissing and doing all the other things that feel good to the body, right? When I was doing all of that, but when it was time for a commitment, those questions became a lot more urgent because now I am making a decision to live permanently in a way that I can't tap in and ask for forgiveness. I'm fully committing to another human, human being. So somebody else's life is now involved in this decision that in the back of my mind, like in the recesses of my spirit, there is something in there telling me, if you continue on this path, you're gonna be on your way to hell, sister girl. There was something in the back of my mind, and for all of y'all who is just joining me, if this is triggering, I am gonna go ahead and put up a warning, but my name is Coach Yama. I coach, um, I help LGBTQIA people who identify as Christians to make peace with their faith and sexuality, okay? So that little, that um, storyline was a little, a little uh, was triggering. I'm on the other side, I'm affirming, this is what I do through my program, Confidently Queer, okay? So once you have somebody else's life involved, usually when it comes to making these decisions, you, come, you become really aware of that doubt that is hanging out in your life and you've gotten really comfortable with, right? It's almost like, you know, those cartoons that have the angel and the devil on the shoulder. It's like you have this non-affirming devil, let's just call it a voice, but it is demonic, but you have this non-affirming voice on your shoulder, right? And sometimes it goes to sleep and you're like, I can go ahead and have me a good time, right? I'm going to go ahead, give me a little sex in, you know what I mean? Get a little kiss, take a little go to the club, give me my little dance in, honey, have me a good time. I can go home and pray about this, okay? But now what happens if you taking somebody's child home with you and you want to marry that person, that's when this little non-affirming voice wakes up and then your life becomes really uncomfortable. That's when your anxiety level increases, when your stress increases, when you start really needing God to let you know where you're at. That's when you start even doubting the affirming articles you've read, the affirming podcasts that you listen to, the blogs, right? The, the YouTube videos, the books, because now it's not just a general idea or topic or a political topic of discussion. This is your life. And as a believer, this is your eternity. So now your urgency level has increased. Usually at this point is where people call me. That's where I step in. Okay, that little 80%, right? It's a lot. We do a lot of work, okay? <laughs> Get out of your head. I'm telling you, K. Marie, I've been there, okay? Lived through it and was stressed the F out, okay? Stressed out. And that's what I really, like, the work that I do is really to get us that last 20% because kudos to us for becoming many biblical scholars I was trying to understand our Senecotai and all the different words and like Leviticus and Romans and reading the books. Like we do a lot of work to feed our minds with the information, but it's still only information 
until something is in our life where we actually have to make a decision to choose to live authentically. Sometimes we get to that place, right? My partner and I got to that place and she was not willing to go that 20%, right? Let me not say willing because there's two parts of it, right? I don't know what word I would use because I don't want to like make it seem like she didn't try because there was a lot of work that she did do. There's a there's risk to be taken for the la that last 20% because somewhere in that 20% is gonna be you coming out, you living authentic, you getting rid of the shame, you actually living free in alignment with who you know that you are. So the risk factor of the last 20%, my partner at the time was not able, still isn't able, right? to take that leap, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me, for me, one of my top three core values that I live my life by, well, two, let's, let me, I'm gonna list all three of them for you, okay? My top three core values are freedom, authenticity, and transparency. For me, I could not, hello, Olive, I could not continue living in a way that had me living according to the the cell, the jail cell bars, the other people's opinions I was realizing had placed me in, and including my own, right? I could not continue to live inauthentically with who I know I am. I couldn't do it. And I couldn't continue lying to myself, because <laughs> we lied to ourselves first lying to myself, okay, and lying to the people around me because it was causing me even more stress, not just because I wasn't sure where God was because that non-affirming voice was starting to scream in my ear, but because me at my core, my, my core value, the thing, the three things that guide my life were being violated. Every time I would go out with my partner and have to look over my shoulder to make sure nobody saw us. Every time that I would have a conversation with my partner knowing that she was not ready to take that next step to, hello Marcus, to be fully committed in this life that will require her coming out, right? And so the 20% is what I do. That's what we do in Confidently Queer. And here's, here's the four things that are really in that last 20% for us, okay? Y'all ready for it? You got your pen, you got your pencil, chat. You gonna wanna record this. And also, it's gonna be on the podcast, okay? Now, the first thing that's in that 20% is that we're not really clear about the gospel. We don't really understand truly hell, we don't understand truly sin, okay? Like, we don't really understand the purpose of Jesus. Can I just talk about it? <laughs> We've been fed a bunch of things that center sin as part of the gospel. If you guys are general people, right, listen to the live from last week. We had Mr. Mike on. And Mr. Mike had a lot of conversa uh, a lot of questions about the resurrection and about why did Jesus come. And I told Mr. Mike, okay, to go and get this book that I always recommend. Mr. Mike got the book and is being transformed because 
he is understanding that sin is not the center and the purpose of the gospel. But if we don't know that as believers, of course that voice is over here yelling and screaming because we don't understand it. That's number one. Number two, y'all ready for this? There is still internalized homophobia that we're dealing with. Cause we don't wanna be like those people. Why don't you wanna come out? Why, and there could be many reasons, I'm not shaming you, it's you're on your journey, be on your journey, okay? <clears throat> Why don't you wanna really, you, wanna, you don't wanna be associated with those gay people, right? Because of how the church had, oh yay, Marcus says, I was just listening to your podcast of you and Mr. Mike, right? <laughs> Mr. Mike is a trip. Um, there is still something in you that bought into, right? And not by your fault is because you were being fully persuaded and indoctrinated by the stuff that gay people are not lovers of God. That gay people, hello Kiki, that gay people, queer people, we don't, we're not even going to bring up the trans folks, our brothers and sisters and non-binary people, right? Just gay homosexual people are people who are in direct opposition to who God is. And so for us, we internalize that and we don't want to be associated with that because we do really love God. Like we, for real, for real, there is not one person, and I've talked to hundreds of you, there's not one person that I've spoken to that's been like, I'm not really into God like that. I just, no, like we really love God and we really love Jesus and we really want to be a part of that community that encounters the fullness of the love and the joy and the peace of God. We want that, okay? And so it's that's when the choosing, we think that we have to choose between being gay and Christian because we think and have been thought, whether, whether we want to say it or not, but we've been taught that if you really are gay, you really can't be Christian, right? We can say it out in Instagram land and social media, like, no, you can be gay and Christian, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But when it comes down to it, you gotta make a decision that's gonna be very visible to people around you. The question comes up, like, what do you really believe and how do you really see that community? Do you see yourself as a part of it, right? And this happens, I'm gonna say this happens in all, I'll you know put myself out on front street, right? This happens in all communities, all intersections, right? There is a temptation for black people to not want to be associated with those ghetto black people, right? There is a temptation for white people to not want to be associated with the trailer park folk, okay? Or the folk that be out here shooting people, okay? There are stereotypes in all of our intersections. When we have internalized that, it becomes a personal problem, okay? So number two, in your 20%, there's some internalized sexual stigma that you've taken home with you, that is living with you, that's going to bed with you, waking up in the morning with you, helping you brush your teeth, helping you get, get, get to your back. And you know I'm telling you the truth, okay? <laughs> and number three, you really don't know God. Hello, Dr. Feminist Witch. 
you really don't know how to get in touch with God. And that's not funny. I didn't mean to laugh about that, but y'all know how I am on here. If you don't know me, I add a little levity to everything because this is a heavy subject that we're dealing with. This is life-threatening issues that we struggle with. I've been um, through the suicidal thoughts and ideations and acts. And so, like, I understand, okay, there's honor and respect given to that. Um, and the laughter comes in to add some levity to let you know that to see me being on the, on the other side and being able to laugh about it. Like, you really can get there, okay? So, if... You don't really know God. You're going to believe what other people tell you who tell you that they know God. So if I don't know how to have a relationship with God, if I don't hear God from myself, anybody that calls themselves whoever they want to call themselves can tell me that they're the voice of God and I will believe them because I haven't developed a relationship, a practice, okay, where I regularly, consistently, and accurately interact with God, okay? Because sometimes we can think, and I've gotten this a lot, we think we're hearing God, but really it's the voice of religion, okay? You ever had this situation where you've been, you've been in your journey and you're like, God, is it okay for me to be gay? And you hear a no, and you're like, but then you hear a yes, but then you hear a no again. <laughs> Have you been there? Okay. I know I fucked up. <laughs> Who never about to put your hands in the air? <laughs> right? That TikTok song. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's because we're tuned into the voice of religion. Holy Spirit is in there trying to be like, I got you. Like, you have more peace around the yes. Okay, but it's like a, it's a funky kind of piece because you're not really sure you think you're lying to yourself. You think it's the devil talking to you for real, for real, right? But you have what you might consider peace around hearing the no because the no offers no resistance to the dominant thing you've been hearing all of your life. So there's a peace that comes because there's no resistance. And then there's a peace that passes all understanding. Can we preach about it? Can we talk about it? Okay. So that's number three. So number one, we're not really clear about the gospel because we're still centering sin. And that's not the gospel. Number two, we're still dealing with internalized sexual stigma. I prefer that term over homophobia because you're not afraid. Like, when people say, oh, you're being so homophobic, like a phobia is a fear. You're not being fearful of homosexuals, okay? You are being hateful. There's a difference. Now, let, let, me, let me think about that because we really do have two main roots of our emotions. It's either love. If you haven't watched Brenda Davies, um, I think it was two weeks last week. Um, video or listen to her podcast on the love and fear continuum, please go and tap in and listen to that. But there's love and there's fear. So if hate would be a result of you fearing, but not fearing because you're fearful like we're going to do something to you, you're fearful that you can't make sense of it. Your mind and your brain will require you to expand your understanding of God 
right? For you to be able to accept it and it feels fearful for you to expand your understanding of God because if you do that, there's a whole lot of other things that you would have to consider that... Mm. <laughs> That forks with, okay, what's that show? Um, where they can't say, they can't say uh, cuss words. What's that show called? Uh, with that girl, she's so funny. Um, the other place, the happy place, the up, something, something place. And they have to say, uh, they can't say F-U-C-K, they have to say fork, okay? Because the expansion of your understanding of God is going to fork with your paradigms. And you no longer get to sit on the sideline. Okay? That's what Jesus said. I'm not the one judging you. The good place. Thanks, Kiki. Um, I'm not judging you. It's the stuff that you've spoken and the words that you're listening to that's judging you. It's your own self. Okay? So internalized sexual stigma. And the bonus last thing that's in the 20% that helps us live out what we when we get to the place of really fully being persuaded that God affirms us is having ethics around your personal and sexual pleasure. Okay? Like your pleasure ethics. Your sexual ethics. Right? Because God can accept me and I'm like, that's really awesome. This is really good. I get the gospel. I can, I can talk to God. Now, talking to God is, you really can, you can solve everything talking to God. Okay? But it's in those moments when you're like, okay, God accepts me, but does God want me to go home with that girl tonight? And then there's this, like, this, this, because it's expanded, there are a lot more questions because it expanded, because now, because your view of God is expanded, there's no rules, right? There's no do this, do that, do this, okay? That's why it's fearful, because as humans, we love a list of to-dos, because we like to feel Either that we're winning or like um, the person who's given the rules has control. We love control and we love to compete, okay, in our lower frequency vibe human self, okay? But being an expansive self in your higher version of you, in your God state, there's no list of to-dos. Everything happens by situation. So you would need to be able to have had a conversation with God about who you are and what your pleasure ethics and sexual ethics are, so when you get to those situations, the decision really has already been made. Like, who are you, right? Are you the person in the season right now where you wanna go out and have a good time? I'm not judging, honey. I've been in at least three of those seasons. <laughs> okay? Um, and <clears throat> at the end of all of them, the truth stills remain, okay? <laughs> There's always a truth that I come to out of those hoe seasons, I like to call them, where it's just, uh, right now, I'm not in one of those seasons. Um, you can see, I'm not even gonna say that. Um, because I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not in one of those seasons right now. And um, I do have more clarity. And I have more clarity about the type of connections I wanna share my energy, my sexual energy with, okay? Because whether we like to say it or not, Okay, you interacting with someone sexually, I don't care what your genitals look like, there's an exchange, 
there's creative God energy being shared between the two of you. And if you're not in the right headspace for that, if you're not emotionally stable for this, it could send you on tangents that could have been avoided like with you just being clear about who you are. Because one thing that you're gonna do when you get to here and know God, a, uh, a side effect of that is that you get to know who you really are. Because when you start, the Bible talks about this, when you start to behold Jesus, you start to be transformed into that image. Not being transformed into the image of a <laughs> white man that, you know, that has been posted out there or a Jewish man, but you get transformed into Christ, right? The anointed one, the one that reflects the perfect image of God. You start to look more like God. And so you start to honor your energy more, not because purity culture tells you go be good so you can marry somebody and then you end up in your thirties getting a divorce because they don't know you, you don't know them, the sex is terrible, child. You never even knew you could have an orgasm and here we are, child. Girl, no. Bye, Felicia. The door, okay? No. When you start to carry, for me, I'm speaking for me personally, okay? But I do, this is the bonus last part of Confidently Queer, that program, the 12-week program, okay? Where you start to understand the power of your sexuality and you begin to yield it in a way that is honoring for you and the other people involved. Because there's a level of respect that comes with understanding that you are God and that you have, and this is for um, disclaimer, uh, the asexual, aromantics, this conversation is not inclusive of those people. So just to be clear about that, um, but your sexual energy that makes you wanna go do fun things with people, you understand the power of that. And where I am right now, and I told um, somebody special to me about this, that I am in a situation right now where when I do connect in that way, I want to be intentional about it. I wanna be intentional about the level of frequency I'm engaging in because it's very easy to engage in a low frequency situation and get your mind forked up, okay? So, let's see, we got about, I got a client, let's see. We got about nine, wait, how do I do this math? Eight. Seven minutes, okay? If you have any questions about what I just talked about, okay? Also, y'all, um, I am in a new coaching program right now for my business for Confidently Queer. So there's gonna be some changes coming through. Hello, love you so much. I love you so much, okay? There's gonna be um, some changes coming around. And one of those changes is gonna be, cause I had started doing the complimentary calls, free calls again. And so those are coming to an end again, okay? And so, if you haven't made yourself available to that, podcast people, people listening on here, I'm not even gonna type it into the section, the comment section or into the caption, all right? If you're if you're here and you're listening, go ahead, because I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna broadcast it because it's a lie, honey. Um, so we are not going to be doing those as complimentary anymore, and that's coming to an end. So if you are someone who wants to get on a call with me so we can put a strategy together to close that 20% 20, 20 gap for you, 
check the link in my bio, okay? And I think you can schedule three days out, all right? So go and check that out. And if you have any questions right now, let me know. Or else I will be on my way to my client. And after that, I'm gonna try to take me a nap. And then after that, I have a, our group coaching session because Confidently Queer is a group coaching program. You can enter at different levels, but at the top level is the full shebang that includes the weekly group sessions that we hold right now on Wednesdays, okay? Any questions, beloved? Anybody got any questions para mi, okay? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. I thought I was not gonna make it, y'all. I was so tired. I, had, I was laying in the bed right before this, <clears throat> exhausted mentally and emotionally but the beautiful thing about being called by god to do this work is that i can tap into the energy of god and come and speak and serve you all because i am committed to healing our hearts from rejection i'm committed to our wholeness i'm committed to our growth i'm committed to us getting to a place where we've healed this kick that non-affirming voice off the shoulder, right? So you can step into your purpose. Because what if you're called to do something similar to what I'm doing right now, and I, I definitely cannot reach the people that you can reach? Like what if, right, there are lives connected to your freedom? What if, okay? So um, I don't think we have any questions. I'm gonna go drink some water. <laughs> and pray and, and recenter and get ready for my my client that i have after our sessions on wednesdays and i will see you all next wednesday for another episode of queer christian conversations i love you have a beautiful day hey sean bye sean make sure this is gonna be on igtv so make sure you listen okay bye everybody